Welcome back to our award-winning podcast. Today, Jen and I have a fascinating paper to discuss. So fascinating that it might just change the way we interact with AI. That's right, Tom. We're diving into principled instructions are all you need for questioning Lalama one half GPT 3.54 by Sandos Mahmoud Busharat, Aidar Mirzakhan, Jichiang Shen, and the Vila Lab at the Mohammed bin Zayed University of AI. They've really unwrapped the potential of large language models. To give you context, this paper is a big deal because it tackles one of the main challenges in the field of AI and natural language processing, how to communicate effectively with large language models like GPT-3.5, GPT-4, and the LLAMA series. These models have been blowing our minds with their capabilities, whether it's writing essays, solving math problems, or generating code. However, as impressive as they are, they're also a bit finicky. They need the right instructions or prompts to really shine. Exactly, Jen. And this is where the term prompt engineering comes in. This paper delves into the art of crafting prompts that get the best out of these AI models. You see, a good prompt can mean the difference between an AI generating standard responses and producing incredibly nuanced, specific, and correct outputs. Now, before we dive into the sample prompts and AI responses that were mind-bogglingly improved by the principles in this paper, we need to understand some background concepts. First up, prompt engineering. It's a technique of formulating effective instructions in natural language to guide AI models in generating specific and high-quality responses. And one thing to really grasp is the scale of these models. Think in terms of billions of parameters. These parameters are like the neurons in our brains, each one a tiny piece of the puzzle that enables the AI to understand and generate language. Also, it's important to understand that these models, big as they are, aren't just memorizing and regurgitating data. They have the ability to understand context and change their responses based on how we ask questions or give instructions. So this paper presents 26 principles to use these models more effectively. We'll be dissecting these principles in our core segment in meticulous detail, looking at how they've been applied in experiments and the resulting impressive improvements in AI-generated text. The authors used an extensive set of these principles in a variety of prompt types and saw that larger models showed dramatic improvements, an average of 57.7% better quality and 67.3% in accuracy for GPT-4. That's huge. Yeah. And what's really cool is that they even developed their own benchmark called ATLAS, which includes diverse questions to test each principle. They're not just throwing concepts into the wind, they're thoroughly testing this. In our detailed discussion, we'll get into how they structured this benchmark and performed experiments across different models. But spoiler alert, the principles really do work wonders across the board. And what does all this mean for the field, you might ask? We're talking about seriously simplifying the interaction with AI for developers and everyday users, making these models far more accessible and usable. That's spot on. And after unpacking all the research and experiments, we'll reflect on the broader impact of these principles. We'll speculate about how this could affect everything, from how we ask our virtual assistants to find a recipe, to how students might interact with tutoring software. To wrap things up, we'll revisit the key points from this paper and share our personal takeaways. How does this change our view on AI's role in society? And where do we see this technology going? 
given these advancements in communication. It's a lot to cover, so let's buckle up and get ready for a journey into the heart of AI communication. Are you ready to talk to AI like it's your best friend who actually gets you? Well, gather around, because we've got something revolutionary. Introducing Promptly Speaking, the company that erupted from the genius of the principled instructions are all you need paper. At Promptly Speaking, we've turned prompt engineering into a game. Tired of your AI assistant's bland responses? Just roll the dice for a snazzy and effective prompt that'll get your AI chatting, rhyming, and even philosophizing in ways you never imagined. Need to impress your boss with a comprehensive report, but all you have is a title? Fret not. Our patented Promptatron 3000 spins out instructions that will have your AI penning a masterpiece while you sip on a mocha latte. Don't speak tech? No problem. Our Prompter service pairs you with a comedian-trained AI whisperer who will tickle your AI's funny bone to get those creative juices flowing. Is your AI bland and awkward at parties? Use our Quip Clips for instructions that'll turn your AI into the life of the virtual party, guaranteed to spit out puns that'll have you rolling on the floor. Just remember, when you use Promptly Speaking, you'll be engaging in conversations with your AI that'll make your neighbors say, are they chatting with Einstein or winning at Trivia Night? Again, join us at Promptly Speaking and let's turn AI chit-chat from meh to wowza. Terms and conditions apply. AI friends may not replace human friends yet. Welcome to our podcast, where we dive deep into cutting-edge research and pull out the gems of knowledge so you can shine in any conversation about science and technology. Today, we're going to unravel the complexities of a fascinating paper that's stirring up the field of artificial intelligence and computer vision. It's called Embodied Scan a holistic multimodal 3D perception suite towards embodied AI. To set the stage, think about this scenario. You're a robot or an AI entering a new space. Your goal, to fully grasp the 3D layout around you, understand objects and their context, and even interact using human language. A tall order, right? Absolutely, Tom. Now, why does this paper matter? Most AI research till now has been from a bird's eye view, you know, observing the whole scene from above. But this paper, oh, it's a game changer by focusing on the first-person perspective, much like how we, humans, see the world. So, let's break down why Embodied Scan might just revolutionize how robotic agents understand and navigate our 3D world. The researchers have crafted a new dataset and benchmarking tools specifically for this first-person, multimodal 3D perception. You're spot on, Tom. And for those tuning in, Multimodal simply means combining different types of data, like visual, depth, and language cues. Imagine trying to find your way around a new place, relying solely on sight, or maybe just on touch. Pretty tough, huh? Now picture doing it when using all of your senses. That's multimodal for an AI. And the embodied scan dataset doesn't hold back. It boasts over 5,000 scans, a million RGBD images, that's color and depth data, by the way, and a staggering 1M language prompts. The scope is massive. We're talking about 160,000 3D-oriented boxes, which house objects in 760 categories. Some overlap with another data set called LVS, and don't even get me started on the dense semantic occupancy. Oh yeah, Jen, that semantic occupancy is a fancy term for recognizing and classifying the spaces occupied by different objects. 
labeling them as part of 80 common categories. Now let's deep dive into what makes this paper tick. The embodied scan has tailored methods and techniques to train the all-knowing AI, a framework named Embodied Perceptron. This ingenious system takes in those RGBD sequences and text inputs we mentioned before, and through complex algorithms and fusion techniques, deciphers the 3D world around it. The researchers have even cooked up benchmarks, ways to measure how well this framework performs in tasks like 3D detection, semantic occupancy prediction, and language-grounded tasks where the AI aligns its vision with language descriptions. Testing how this embodied perceptron fares against existing databases, the team found it not only excelled within embodied scans parameters, but also showed promise when let loose in real-world environments, which is huge for practical applications. And that's not just us hyping it up. This framework could redefine how AIs interact with the physical environment and understand our instructions. But let's pivot to the implications, shall we? What does this mean for the future of AI, Jen? The potential here is enormous. With a suite like Embodied Scan and the Embodied Perceptron, robust and intuitive AI in applications like household robots, care assistants, or even search and rescue bots is not just a distant dream. Bringing it all back home, what we've discussed today represents a monumental stride in bridging the gap between human and robotic perception. It sure does, Tom. And with that, we wrap up today's deep dive. We hope this episode has given you a clear understanding of the pioneering work done by the Embodied Scan team. And personal reflection time. The sheer ambition of marrying multimodal data for a first-person AI view, combined with the comprehensive approach of the scientists, really excites me about the future of technology that understands and interacts with us on a human level. I couldn't agree more. It's like watching a child learn about the world, but at an accelerated pace and, well, with a lot more data crunching. To everyone out there, keep your sensors open for the practical applications of this work in the near future. And with that, we sign off. Tame tomanayo. Bye, everyone, and don't forget to stay curious. Picture this. You're walking into your living room, and who's there to greet you but your very own robo-buddy, the world's first AI pal with a 3D perception so sharp it can find your lost socks. That's right, friends. Introducing spot-on robotics spawned straight from the brilliant minds behind Embodied Scan, this company is turning your household into a scene straight out of a sci-fi show. Greetings, human. I see you have dropped a small cotton garment. Initiating retrieval sequence. Success. Your foot covering has been located beneath the canine rest area. And it's not just socks. Lost your keys? Can't find the remote? Never fear. Spot-on's robo-buddy is here. With its extraordinary multimodal 3D perception, it navigates your cluttered home like a pro. It maps out rooms in stunning detail, recognizes objects, and responds to your commands with uncanny accuracy. Want to be lazy? Just say, hey, robo-buddy. Where's my other slipper? And watch in amazement as it whizzes off, only to return victoriously, your slipper triumphantly held in its pincer. Remember, it doesn't need to tidy up. With embodied scan technology, it operates in chaos. Your chaos. Turning your mess into success. Call now, and we'll even throw in a complimentary pep talk. Because who doesn't need a little affirmation from their robotic helper? Human companion, your choice in sportswear is admirable. 
Go forth and achieve your desired caloric expenditure. Don't wait. Make your life spot on today. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of our award-winning podcast, where we dive into the vast ocean of scientific research. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we're exploring an intriguing paper that's creating waves in the field of human trajectory prediction. Tom, why don't you set the scene for us? Absolutely, Jen. The paper in focus is Social Transmotion, Promptable Human Trajectory Prediction by Seed Sadatnijad and co-authors from the Vita Lab at EPFL in Switzerland. It's a fascinating piece of research that tackles a problem crucial for autonomous systems like self-driving cars, robotics, and surveillance. Right, Tom. Human trajectory prediction is basically the art and science of forecasting where a person will move to next. Imagine a self-driving car figuring out if a pedestrian is likely to cross the street or continue walking on the sidewalk. Spot on. And what makes this paper particularly significant is its innovation in using nonverbal social cues, which humans subconsciously communicate when navigating spaces. Jen, can you introduce us to the key players in this dance of movement prediction? Of course. At the heart of this study is the social transmotion model. This model redefines the game by utilizing transformers, which are advanced neural networks known for their exceptional performance with data sequences to handle a broad range of visual cues capturing the multimodal nature of human behavior. Now, multimodal might throw some of our listeners off here, Jen. Let's clarify that it means considering multiple types of input, like a person's trajectory, their body poses, or the size and shape of the space around them. That's a great clarification. And what's particularly clever about this approach is something called prompting, which borrows from language processing research. In the context of this paper, a prompt could be a sequence of coordinates, shapes defining a person's space, or their body poses. Just like a prompt in a conversation, these cues prompt the model to make more accurate predictions. But before we go any further, let's take a moment to ground ourselves in some of the necessary concepts the paper deals with. Totally necessary, Tom. Let's start with transformers. These are a type of neural network architecture famously used in processing sequences of data, like sentences in a translation app. But instead of words, this study uses them to process real-world movement data. Another term we'll be seeing a lot is pose. When the paper talks about poses, it's referring to the positions and orientations of a person's body parts. Right. There's also a bit of jargon around the data used. 2D means two-dimensional, showing height and width, while 3D adds in depth. We'll also mention bounding boxes, which are rectangles drawn around objects, in this case humans in images, indicating their location and size. Perfect. Now that we've set the stage, let's jump into the core mechanics of how this research was performed and the kind of insights it offers. Jen, will you lead us into the methodology? Gladly. The researcher's goal was ambitious, to predict the trajectory of humans in various settings using the social transmotion model. They modified the transformer architecture to accommodate different visual cues related to human movement. This includes past trajectories, bounding boxes, and body poses presented in either 2D or 3D forms. And once they had a fine-tuned model, they put it through rigorous testing across multiple data sets. We're talking about virtual environments with synthetic data and real-world scenarios captured by cameras and sensors. They analyzed the model's performance, 
its attention to detail, and importantly, how it coped when some data was imperfect or missing, reflecting real-life conditions where you don't get a full picture. This brings us to the results of this study, which, spoiler alert, were quite impressive. The social transmotion model didn't just outperform existing models, it showed a remarkable ability to enhance prediction accuracy by considering additional visual cues like body poses. Their analysis found that 3D poses particularly improved predictions by capturing interactions more effectively. They also proved that the model is adaptable, showing resilience even when crucial visual cues were missing. Moving on to the implications, Jen, what could the findings mean for the field? Firstly, they could revolutionize how autonomous systems interact with humans. More accurate predictions mean safer, more reliable AI. And as for applications, we're looking at a future where smarter cars could reduce accidents, robots could navigate crowded spaces, and security systems could respond better to unexpected human behaviors. In conclusion, the Social Transmotion paper contributes to human trajectory prediction by introducing an adaptable model that sets a new standard for accuracy and flexibility. Its use of multiple visual cues and robust performance, even with incomplete data, points to a direction where AI can better anticipate and react to human movements, an essential feature for the technologically integrated future toward which we're rapidly advancing. And on a personal note, this paper gets me excited about how AI continues to get closer to understanding human subtleties. It's not just about where we're moving, but how we're moving that can tell so much about future actions. So true, Tom. That's it for today's deep dive, everyone. Remember to check our show notes for links to the full paper and related resources. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to unraveling another scientific marvel with you on our next episode. Goodbye for now. Are you tired of guessing games with pedestrians that turn your morning commute into a live-action version of Frogger? Well, say hello to the future with psychic predictors. Based on social transmotion technology, our AI crystal ball for human movement. That's right, Jen. Have you ever worried about bumping into someone while texting and walking? Psychic's wearable belt vibrates to warn you of upcoming human obstacles. It's like having spidey senses for your hips. Or what about navigating those crowded sidewalks with your triple venti latte? Our sidekick glasses highlight potential human bumper cars in your path. But wait, there's more. Do you dread those awkward dance moves when someone's walking right at you? Well, with our patented commute choreography, you'll sashay your way through crowds with grace. Picture a world where your self-driving car winks at pedestrians and they just know it's safe to cross. Thanks to sidekick predictors, that's a reality but not literally winks. We're not there yet. So why wait for the future when Psychic can predict it for you? Call now and we'll throw in a Psychic crystal ball keychain because who doesn't want a little fortune teller flair? <laughs> Call 1-800-P-Psychic. That's 1-800-P-Psychic. Psychic predictors. We know where you're going before you do. <laughs> Welcome, listeners, to another episode of our award-winning podcast. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we're diving into a fascinating paper that's caught our attention, titled Age of Information in Gossip Networks, a Friendly Introduction and Literature Survey. A mouthful, but a topic that's making waves in the field of information theory and network communications. 
The concept of Age of Information, or AOI, may sound technical, but its implications are all around us. Essentially, it's a measure used to quantify how fresh or up-to-date the information in a network is. Think about autonomous cars sharing real-time data to avoid collisions or doctors performing remote surgeries. The freshness of information is vital. Exactly, Tom. This paper is significant because it does a deep dive into the realm of gossip networks, a term that might conjure images of tabloid rumors, but in reality, it deals with how information spreads through networks where devices or nodes randomly share data with their neighbors. In the realm of communication systems and networks, this topic is a big deal. With the advent of technologies demanding real-time data, like IoT, smart cities, autonomous systems, understanding and optimizing AOI in gossip networks is critical for ensuring efficiency and safety. The paper starts by contextualizing the problem and clarifies why timeliness in information sharing is so important. Then it delves into the technical aspects, examining how people have traditionally approached the spread of information in networks and introducing this new metric of AOI. The authors of this paper are from the Department of Electrical and Computer Engineering at the University of Maryland, College Park. They've contributed a scholarly understanding of gossip algorithms previously applied in database maintenance and rumor spreading, and now being explored for time-sensitive applications. Interestingly, gossip here parallels how a contagious disease spreads. You get info and you infect your neighbors with it. This analogy turns out to be quite useful in algorithms for everything from updating databases to estimating values collectively in a network. Right, and the paper breaks down some complex vocabulary too. Terms like epidemic algorithm, decentralized learning, or stochastic hybrid systems might not be part of the everyday lexicon, but they're broken down to be digestible in this survey. Moving into the core of the paper, it lays out the overarching objectives. The authors aim to evaluate how AOI behaves across various network topologies, essentially mapping the effect of network structure on the freshness of the information. Methodology-wise, the survey uses Stochastic Hybrid Systems, SHS, to analyze AOI. This is a blend of discrete and continuous mathematical methods that help predict how AOI might change over time under different conditions. They also look at age-aware gossiping. Sounds a bit like knowing the latest trends, doesn't it? But this is about nodes in the network being aware of and adapting to the age of the information they possess. The key here is that they prioritize sharing newer info, which is pretty intuitive behavior. The implications are vast. For one, understanding AOI better could mean massive improvements in systems where real-time data is crucial. Can you imagine the impact on things like traffic management systems or environmental monitoring? Absolutely. And finally, the conclusion the paper arrives at is that by optimizing AOI, we could go a long way in improving both the safety and efficiency of various time-sensitive applications. It's an exciting time for networking technology, and surveys like this pave the way for practical improvements. I'm eager to see how this research will be applied in the real world. As am I. And that's all we have time for in this episode, folks. We hope you've enjoyed our deep dive into the age of information in gossip networks. Make sure to tune in next time, and don't forget to keep your information fresh and your gossip technological. Laugh with us again soon. Goodbye for now. Goodbye, listeners.
Ever wished your phone knew what gossip you liked fresh out the oven? Introducing the latest advancement in tech, ChitChatNet. That's right. With ChitChatNet, your devices don't just share data. They spread the hottest, freshest, juiciest tidbits like a social butterfly on a caffeine rush. Are you tired of hearing yesterday's news about your neighbor's cat's birthday party? Fear not. ChitChatNet's Age of Information algorithm ensures you get the scoop while it's still sizzling. Our high-tech gossip algorithms use age-aware gossiping to sort the stale memes from the breaking news of your bestie's brunch. And for those who like their gossip like they like their coffee, strong and first thing in the morning, there's ChitChatNet Premium, the absolute latest in what's trending, delivered before it's even trending. ChitChatNet. Because if the word on the street isn't fresh, then honey, it's just history. Download now and never miss the buzz again. Terms and conditions apply. ChitChatNet is not responsible for friendships lost over spoilers. Use responsibly. And remember, the hippest gossip is fresh gossip. Never miss the chit-chat with ChitChatNet. Greetings, listeners. Welcome back to our Deep Dive podcast series. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today we're going to explore a groundbreaking paper that's contributing significantly to the world of natural language processing, or NLP as the cool kids say. We're getting into zero-shot cross-lingual re-ranking with large language models for low-resource languages. Phew, that's a mouthful, but don't worry, we're here to break it down. This paper comes from the intellectual kitchen of the University of Waterloo with Mofatolua Adeyemi, Akintunde Oladipo, Ronak Pradeep, and Jimmy Lin stirring the pot. Indeed, Tom, this study is really cooking in the field of computational linguistics because it addresses an often overlooked issue. How effective are large language models, or LLMs, in processing languages that have fewer resources, like less data and fewer digital texts available, compared to widely spoken ones like English? And in linguistic cuisine, if English is a like filet mignon, then low-resource languages are the equally delectable food truck finds that not enough people know about. Spot on. The paper's significance lies in examining these LLM zero-shot capabilities. Basically, their ability to understand and process one language without prior training in it by only knowing another language. Yes, and it zeroes in on re-ranking tasks using queries in English to find relevant documents in four African languages, Hausa, Somali, Swahili, and Yoruba, which the paper points out don't get as much spotlight. The researchers used language models like Rank GPT 4 and 3.5, along with open-source software like Rank Zephyr, to demonstrate that while these LLMs are tuned in English, they can still effectively re-rank documents in these aforementioned low-resource languages. That's right, Jen. It's like turning on the subtitles on an English movie in, say, Yoruba, and still catching all the witty banter. But we'll tackle the paper's objectives and intricacies later in the core segment of our show. Before we plunge into the deep end, let's make sure we're all swimming in the same knowledge pool, shall we? It's crucial to grasp the concept of re-ranking in the context of information retrieval. Information retrieval, or IR if we're still being cool, is all about how we ask computers to find the most relevant pieces of information, like documents or web pages, from a large pool when given a query. Right, and re-ranking is the process where the system refines the initial search results, organizing them so that what it thinks you'll find most useful based on your query 
pops up first. Think of it like coming out with a new and improved playlist, order that suits your taste better after the first shuffle. Exactly, Tom. Another important theme here is cross-lingual information retrieval, or CLIR, where the query and the documents are in different languages. It's like asking for movie recommendations in English and getting titles in Portuguese. Interesting metaphor there, Jen. The paper delves into proprietary models, those exclusive, often commercial models and open source models, which are publicly accessible and modifiable by anyone. And to make sure our paper breakdown doesn't get lost in translation, let's clarify zero-shot learning. It's the ability of a model to correctly perform tasks it hasn't been explicitly programmed or trained to do. So buckle up as we take you through this enthralling research paper that extends the reach of NLP into the rich and diverse terrain of low-resource languages. It's not just a leap for cross-lingual re-ranking, but a hop, skip, and jump for linguistic inclusivity in AI. Stay tuned, because when we return, we're diving into the core of the paper, its methods, key findings, and why this might just be a milestone in the future handling of languages around the globe. Hey there, language lovers. Before we dig deeper into our main topic, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Introducing Babble Brain Inc., the quirky tech startup that's turning heads and tongues. Ever felt left out because you don't speak Swahili, Yoruba, Somali, or Hausa? Well, Babble Brain's got your back and your front. With Babel Brain's new zero-shot zigzag, you simply send your English query into the void and voila. Out pops a treasure trove of documents from languages you didn't even know existed. Who needs language classes when you've got AI Osmoglot? Their tool literally inhales English and exhales whatever language you've never heard of but suddenly need. And the best part? Babel Brain's Cultural Confusion Confounder module ensures you never stick out like a sore thumb at international conferences. Impress your friends, confuse your pets, and maybe even accidentally order a yak online with zero-shot zigzag. So say au revoir to language barriers and hello to, well, languages you can't even pronounce yet. Check out Babel Brain Inc., where we babble so you don't have to. Back to the podcast after a quick word from our non-confused sponsors. These linguistic leaps were not tested on animals, just enthusiastic linguists. 